This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions do apply, so get the details at winnbet.com and download the app today. And we're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home for free daily video picks from the SGPN crew. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure to subscribe to our page at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. And we're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Just head to getroman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com slash SGP. P. All right, welcome back, DGens. Uh, we're going to do a little recap of this weekend and preview uh, Valspar. Um, I've been miserable all weekend. Steve's been driving to uh, to a, a beautiful spot in North Carolina for vacation. Uh, I couldn't even enjoy my Leishman ticket today. That's how miserable I was. And uh, listen, I'm ready to go to the Valspar. My AC is back on. I'm, I'm starting to come out of my grumpy mood. I'm hoping Steve's going to pull me out of it tonight. So it's my boss, the captain, Steve, the God of Golf himself, Shermer. How you holding up, kid? Well, I mean, I uh, finally got that crank out of my back after I was uh, crammed in the back seat uh, with a toddler, uh, like a sardine can, too, because, uh, you know, it was just one car and we had the dog and the dog had to take precedence and got the front seat, by the way, not the uh, the full functioning human. He had very nice. Back, so. Yeah, but uh, I am an expert packer. Uh, play Tetris uh, all weekend. We uh, load up the car on Friday, uh, drove Saturday to West Virginia, spent the night. I unloaded Everything out of the car, and then Sunday morning I reload the car. Uh, why did accidentally. you un- Why did you unload everything out of the car? Because when you have a toddler, you need to unload everything out of the car and then set up the hotel room, and you know, for her. So unload everything, and then I loaded back everything up. Uh, I'm sorry to home too. I accidentally broke your phone outside uh, the hotel there when I smashed the card into it. So, um, yeah, but I'm doing all right. Uh, maybe watched about. 10 minutes of uh, the uh, the Zerk, but I, I saw the tail end, so we can kind of talk about that. So congratulations on having a Leishman ticket. Yeah, let's fucking do whatever. I do. I threw like 10 bucks on it. Like, it, it's, like, it is what it is. I just threw a couple on it. I didn't go to my matchups this weekend, though. Um, I, I know I Tommy had a t- I know. I know Tommy had a ticket too. Tommy had the. I think Tommy was the only other guy with the fucking ticket. There you go. All you guys took. I. I didn't bet a single dime on this thing because I was too busy. But uh, yeah, all it took for me not betting on this thing for you guys to make money. So congratulations. That's, I guess, that's, uh, that's right. This is a reverse mush. So yeah, I, I guess we can talk about. Uh, so Cam Smith and Leishman won. Um, yeah, it, it got a little interesting at the end there. It was the a end, pillow uh, fight. It was a pillow fight at the end. Yeah. It, it, it resembled a little bit of the uh, the Horschel Scheffler uh, finals in the match play there, and they're they're kind of you know taking turns trying to blow it. But hey, they won. Uh, that's yeah, the man. second time Can Smith has won this event. Um, it's also it, it it kind of proved a point. Like I, I don't know if you saw some of the the articles uh, before this, but uh, they were pretty upset that they weren't paired together at the uh, Presidents Cup a couple of years ago, and they wanted to actually prove a point that they play well Ooh. together, and they actually went out and won this thing. So. That's pretty impressive. I mean, I, I listen. I don't think there's much to take away from this thing. Yeah. Uh, again, I only saw ten total minutes of it, but I, I, I do want to recall what we talked about last Tuesday. We we're talking about PJ Championship lanes, and yep. listen, like I, I don't think there is much to this tournament. But if you do subscribe to that theory, that you should take every tournament seriously. Um, Leishman and Smith now fit those now two criteria. 
Yeah, so they both have won twice in the last two years, and they both have a top ten. Um, well, they already had the top ten, and have they, they missed have, cuts? have they, they missed cuts? Have actually, they have actually. Uh, Leishman missed. I mean, Leishman was missing cuts before the Masters. Right. I think Cam Smith missed one recently too. So, yeah, I mean, I think uh, it may, if 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 you want to count this as a win. You know, I'm sure people are going to want to spin their, you know, spin that in order to oh, yeah. justify betting them. But yeah, they now count. So again, so Cam, we'll Cam to... Smith is fucking really goddamn fun to watch, man. I yeah. I yeah. really enjoy watching him. Like I do. And what, what's hilarious is like, so I crashed at my boy's house um, <laughs> uh, last night because of our AC, and so we're watching golf uh, yesterday and this morning. And his wife is like, "Oh my god, he's awful." <laughs> <laughs> when Cam Smith showed up on the screen with his mullet and his fucking stash, I fucking I about died. But yeah, so uh, not 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 a big fan of him. But uh, but yeah, oh, dude, yeah, I, he looks like, he looks like an eighties movie villain. He really does. He looks like that kid from uh, what's that show? Uh, the eighties show, Stranger Things. There you go. Yeah, like the light. Does actually he does? Yep. He looks like that dude. Um, Poor- Poor Billy. Hopefully he has a better career than what happened to Billy. <laughs> yeah, spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, but Cam Smith is really fun to watch. Leishman was frustrating me. I think I was hate texting you. I don't remember if it was Thursday or Friday. Oh, it must have been Thursday. Uh, because yeah. for first round for first round leader. I was like, this cocksucker can't make a fucking putt. Like, at least it was killing me. And he put Cam Smith up against a tree twice. Like the one today was wasn't even I guess it was worse because he had to take it unplayable, but it looked like a it looked like a better lie than the one he put him on, on Friday. It was crazy. I was like, like he put him in bad spots. Smith bailed him out. I don't know, man. Like he, he's a he's a fun guy to watch. Like he's always, I don't know, like I, I I really like him. He's really good around the greens now. Like he really is. Like he's really good around the greens. Yeah, I mean that that's gonna come to play in a couple weeks to it at because yeah. it's it's very difficult up and down from there. And if it plays pretty firm, like it's might be shaping up to be like, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I was surprised how firm the golf course played, especially today. It was kind of fun Dude, seeing guys like bounce the ball out. at the beginning. Yeah, it, it does. That's, that's pretty good. So, um, you know, maybe I, maybe I should start caring about this thing when I'm not driving, you know, a thousand <laughs> miles down to a beach house and, uh, you know, you know, basically, basically schedule my vacation around uh, tournaments that don't really matter. So yeah, there you go. It works. So I mean, I, I guess the only other thing, I mean, I, I, do you have anything else in the Zurich or, or no? No, I mean, I, I mean, the only thing I would take away is is the fucking Hovland meltdown. Like, holy yeah. shit! I, I mean, that happened after I was a, uh, I, I had unloaded the car here at the house. So what happened? Oh, what happened dude, to Hovland? He was just, he couldn't hit anything, like anything. Like it was mm. bad. Like it was just bad golf. Like, I don't know. It, it was very strange. It was, it was strange to watch. Um, yeah, I mean, that would be the only thing. Like, Hovland meltdown. Keegan played good. What, what happened to Finau? I mean, well, I know what happened. She, Cam Champ was apparently awful yesterday, and then yeah. it was awful. To, but was Fien, I, I saw Finau duck a chip or something. Yeah, they were both pretty shitty. I don't know if I don't know if Finau was feeding off of Champ's energy, but Champ couldn't fucking couldn't buy a break today. Like, he really couldn't. Like, okay. yeah, it was, it, it, was tough. it was a tough look for both of them. But, I mean... Yeah, I would say I would say Finau and Hovland. I mean, those two guys, like Champ, like whatever. We have our feelings on Champ. Like I knew, like I didn't care where they were on the board. I was like zero chance they closing on Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. I actually threw, threw more money down on uh, Leishman was Friday or probably Saturday. Oh, Saturday, like mid round. Um, oh yeah. Well, 
Okay. But um, but yeah, like yeah, I would say yeah, Hovlin. Uh, I don't know. I was really disappointed with Hovlin because I had that ticket and they looked good. You know what I mean? They looked real good. And then all of a sudden the wheels came off today, man. Like, yeah, what were they like plus six today or something? Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean that happens an alternate shot though. If you're like if one of the guys yeah. is not on, that you're gonna get punished. So yeah. So yeah, I mean I, I guess we can probably put a bow on this. Yep. Um. I I kind of want to rant about the uh, that player and Senate program because that broke so after our podcast wrapped up on Tuesday. And yeah. I, so, as first of all, it, it it makes me very glad I'm not on social media anymore because some of the things that were in the Slack channel about what these golfers are now posting in order trying to you know basically get after this money it, yeah. it's it's just embarrassing. So I, so I, let me ask you a question: What is the worst thing you saw all week on Twitter. And are you finally going to come to my side and maybe hop off because of I, this thing? I can't get off Twitter. I just can't. Like, it's where I, like, dude, it's where I go for, like, a lot of shit, right? Like, where I go for, like, uh, inside news stories and, like, whatever, breaking news and sports news and stuff like that. But, good Lord, I literally, I unfollowed, like, you know, they put tabs on stuff like men's golf. You're interested in men's golf. I clicked that shit off. Like, I couldn't deal with these fucking country club assholes like putting out these terrible fucking memes like i don't even know like they, like these guys have to have a pr team to be like hey uh, no one thinks this is funny like no one is going to think this is funny the 60 year old guy who watches golf and the younger up-and-coming gamblers who are watching fucking golf don't think this is funny you fucking turds like it's just not funny like i didn't see a single funny one not a single one the only you, thing that was funny enjoy was Billy. You enjoy Billy Horschel and Sam Burns. Uh, no, that was the, Outcast that was, uh, album there. That was probably the worst one. And the other one that I put in the Slack with, I don't even remember who HV3's partner was, but like him carrying him, like literally in his hand, it was it, it was terrible. Uh, I actually thought Brooksy's interactions with Portnoy were really good. Uh, oh, that oh that happened. How'd that go? It was pretty good. Like, okay. like it was good. Like he he uh, he made a meme of Portnoy's head as a golf ball and him smashing it lefty because he's gonna play him lefty for whatever it is half a million dollars. Oh, I, I didn't know that. I, I thought that already happened. So no, oh, no, no, no. Just they're, going ba- they're going back, just going and, back forth and forth on Twitter. Twitter. Like okay. yeah, like hey, listen. All right. Because Portnoy did that weird thing a couple years ago where like he got X amount of. I don't know. He got yeah, well, he got he got unlimited amount of mulligans at yeah. uh, Pebble, yeah. or no, at Shinnecock, and then they gave him like eight per hole at Pebble. He got his ass kicked. Yeah, yeah, so, it's, yeah. yeah. So Brooks is gonna wipe the fuck. Off. I hope he can bet that. I'll I'm wait. sure. I'm. I mean, I'm sure some offshore books are probably. It, it'll be on. Let, let, let me ask you. Let me ask you another question though. So so this thing started in January apparently, and there were a couple guys that floated out there like, yeah, apparently we were told in January it, it didn't happen. Well. I'm pretty sure Brooks knew about it because does, oh, does yeah. this now put into a different light what happened before yes. the Masters now? Yes, Thanks. no, absolutely. Yeah, the way that when you put it in Slack, I was like, fuck yeah, that makes sense, Brooks. You know, like Brooks, he's no slouch, man. Like, listen, and I get it. Listen, you want me to make memes for fucking a chunk of fucking $40 million? Like, listen, there's no shame in my game. $40 million is $40 million. Like, this. I can't think of a whole lot of shit I wouldn't do for $40 million. And I get it, but Christ, man, stop flooding my timeline. You guys aren't funny. Fan interaction is one thing, but stop thinking you're fucking comedians. You're not funny. Well, well this, this now makes perfect sense why that happened. And I'm going to go back, because I, I did not like that Brooks did that for the Masters. And and let's let's take it back a couple years ago. So okay. Brooks was winning all these majors. That's all he was doing. Like That's why I loved him. But he was kind of 
chippy with the media and upset that like nobody yeah. would want to ask him questions or anything like that. And then all of a sudden the last year or like the last like, six months, it's like, all right, he's really active on social media. He's trying to dunk on people. Like he's getting after it with Bryce and everything. And like, yeah. it seemed like that was trying to like, someone told him like, all right, you have to have basically be a troll on social media. <laughs> and now with this thing, and he loves money and now it's just going over the top. And like, this is not really why I like Brooks to begin with. I like, because he's just a terminator. He doesn't care about all this stuff. And now if it seems like, I mean, him and everybody are going to care about this stuff. Like it's everybody. Just, yeah, and it, it's just it's so it's such a naked cash grab, and it's such a like blatant unnecessary. Well, it's blatant. Well, it is necessary for the survival of the PGA Tour because otherwise these guys are going to go grab all that Saudi cash and go play around the world, and you know, basically, uh, you know, they're they're basically going to fund uh, you know buying bone saws for uh, you know all the uh, anti-Saudi journalists out there that they want to take care of. So, um, listen, it's just, I I, I understand the, why you want these guys to basically get more mainstream. You know, obviously you want to get to a yeah. bigger market. I mean, because, listen, there's guys like me, there's like the gamblers, there's a, it's a very, and then it's like baby boomers who love golf. And if they can get more mainstream like because really uh, the only thing that really matters is do you get on sports center do you get on jimmy kimmel do you get on like all these things and that's what they're trying to do with this initiative but it just man it just stinks and I, i'm just, very happy they, to just, social they need to hire just, they need to hire better pr people i think they'll probably figure out like how to do it now here it, uh, one thing i want to know is what's patrick reed gonna try and do in order to get like back in everybody's good grace or, if he, Dude, or is he just no, gonna say like no, I, don't, I don't care go full heel Let's go. Like, I want him to go full heel so bad and just start trolling everybody and, like, making weird little videos of him, like, moving a ball. Or, like, like I just want him to go full fucking heel. Just like I wanted Tiger to go full heel, like, when everybody started turning against Tiger because uh, he liked Perkins waitresses and he cheated on his wife. There was lots of people fucking cheat on their wife. It was a great story. Nine iron through the back of his fucking car. Like, whatever. Like, I wanted Tiger to just to embrace the darkness and be like, fine. You don't like me? I'm going to go out and I'm going to crush every tournament. I feel like since he didn't do that, it really fucked with his game. Like, I want Patrick Reed to go full fucking heel. So here's the problem with that, though. So apparently this, like, metric would just BS to begin with. Like, it's like Q ratings and, like, retweets and all all this stuff that probably is just going to get rigged to earn a favor like Ricky Fowler and make sure he still gets paid. But it's only positive PR. So it's not negative. So you can't go full heel. There's no so, such thing. It's negative PR, Steve. No well, such thing. Co- according to this little metric, there is. <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, you'll be my liaison, to make, you know, to report all the garbage that's on. Dude, I told you, I, I unchecked the Ben's golf. Like, unless I follow them personally, like I'm not fucking finding. All right, well, maybe we'll have Polly Poodle do it. All right. Yeah, let's do it. We'll put Polly on. <laughs> there the you go. All right, we'll put him on the job. So, <laughs> all right, I, I got another. So, you want to hop into uh, Valspar? Do you want? Yeah, man. Yeah, let's go Valspar, right. man. Fucking, okay. just, just All right. Of, so my heartbreak last year, I had a fucking fat fucking coke rack ticket. Well, that was that was two years two ago. Years last ago. year was coke. Yeah, last year was coke. Hey, listen, yeah. last year didn't happen. It was basically a simulation. That's what I mean. Right? So that's what I'm saying. Last year, okay. like the last year was playing. All right, so two years ago it was coke. I I barely remember this tournament two years ago. By the way, I think uh, I don't know. Hey, my yeah, I remember Casey winning. Yeah, I you actually know what? all coke rack had to do was make fucking bar on 18. That's true. What? Did Patrick Reed, was it in this one or in 18 that he blew it? I think it was 18. It might have been 18. Was, yeah, 18. I, I remember Reed was coming on and he just, they melted down on the grid. I think he three putt or something. And that gave Casey the win. So, yeah, you know what? You're right. Because 18 was, uh, 
I think Tiger played that then for the first time, and like he actually did pretty well. So, but all right. So I, I guess about you know. So who's playing this year? So you know, DJ's in the field again. Uh, he's kind of been a bit of a slump. Hasn't had a top ten finish since the Genesis. We've been having that lean of you gotta have at least top ten heading to the PGA. His results here have been kind of hit or miss, and we'll talk about why they're a little bit hit or miss because of the just this isn't the type of golf course really for him, but. We'll see. I mean, maybe he can go on surprise. Uh, JT's in this field too. Um, you know, this is you know he's the first time he's going to play this event since 2017. Missed the cut back then. Um, you know, he's in the mix for the Masters, but he could really use some momentum for the PJ Championship. You know, we'll see. And then you're right, Paul Casey. Yeah, I guess he's the horse for the course. He's two-time defending champion here. Uh, one in 18 and 19. He's going to go for the three-peat. He's been playing pretty well lately. You know, we'll see. And then. Um, other notables, you got your boy Terrell Hatton, you got Sung JM, you got Patrick Reed, who we just mentioned. Uh, Corey Connors uh, is a notable now because of his recent play. Uh, okay. Hovland's going to play, Scheffler's going to play. So, yeah, I mean, there's it's a solid field. It I is a really good nice. solid field. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought because I think everybody's going to play Quail next week. Yep. The Byron Nelson, no one's going to play except for like Speeth or like the Texas guys. But I, I, I thought where they put this on the schedule, it was going to get lost in the shuffle, but. It didn't. So good. I mean, listen, it's a solid tournament. It's a, it's, I'm, I'm happy it's back. I, I missed it, you know, after yeah. getting canceled last year. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be good to see you again. I like this course. Like, I, I legit like this course, like mm-hmm. how it plays. And, like, I, I like watching this tournament. Like, yeah. I, and it's not just for the Coke rack, like for the close call or whatever. Like, I've, I've liked this tournament for a while. Like, it's, it's a good setup. It's not easy. Like, it's, it, it'll bite you when you make a mistake. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not a birdie fest, but look, it's not, you know, it's not going to be plus two winning, but it's, it's tough enough. You know what I mean? Where guys have to be in position to attack the greens and the pin placements at the right spot. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it, the winning score has only been more than minus 10 once in the last seven Valspar yeah. championships. It's, it's, it's kind of like how the RBC Heritage was before. I mean, everybody just took a flame to it you know, <laughs> this year and ripped right. it apart. So, so yeah, so I, I'll talk a little bit about the history of the course. So it was opened in 1970. It's just north of Tampa, Florida. Uh, it's, it's a resort, which is weird because it's Tampa. It's right by the beach, and this is an inland resort with no beach access, you know. So... But it's got four courses on there. One of them's the Copperhead course. That is where uh, the Valspar Championship will uh, happen. It was built by a guy named Larry Packard. He's not the most recognizable name in golf architecture, but, you know, digging into him, he's got a pretty amazing story. So in the Great Depression, he basically got really passionate about grass and not the sticky icky, you know, just like real, like, you know, <laughs> golf grass and everything. So one of his first jobs was he used to basically plant grass along a runway at all these air bases in the United States. And then, you know, he was really precise with it. Like it looked really good. And the U S government caught winning. He's like, all right, you know what? Do you want like a contract for us? And so you can go design all our, you know, basically plant grass on all of our air bases around the world. And that's what he did. He, Planted grass, you know, during World War II. He actually came up with some new camouflage techniques for the air bases, too, and he did a really good job. Like, pilots were saying that they had trouble finding the runways uh, during World War II, and, you know, he did it just, you know, as, like, an anti-air defense kind of, like, to, you know, yeah. against the Nazis. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, he did not, He had a whole separate career, you know, before he got into golf architecture. And then after the war, you know, he was just looking for things to do, and, uh, he started building golf courses. Uh, he has over 350 to his resume. Most of them are in the Midwest, but this is his most famous one at Innisbrook. And yeah, it's 
you're right. It's a cool little golf course. And I think it's because it's so different than what you usually see in Florida because there's actual elevation changes. Like, <laughs> listen, like, how, how many, like, all the golf courses you play in Jacksonville, like, what's like the most elevation change you'll get? Like, so, like, I mean, honestly, like, Hidden Hills is a spot. I think they actually ran a, a, a corn ferry event there. And, okay. and that's where I feel like I'm not playing in Florida. Like, other than that, like, I've played stadium. I played, uh, I played uh, the Valley Course. You know what I mean? Like, the King and Bear. All, I've, I've, if it's around here, I've probably played it. Like, it's, it's, they're all, yeah, all flat. Like, there's no, Hidden Hills, like, you're up. Like, you're way up. Like, you're way up. Like, it's like they dug down. And it's mm-hmm. like, you can crush that ball, like, 350 off the fucking tee. It's not really 350, <laughs> but you got a shit ton of drop and you feel like a big man. Right. <laughs> I mean, th- this is kind of like that there's a lot of hills up and down like you know a lot of elevated tee boxes where you can do just that like you know just hit down the fairway um this guy larry packard really liked dog legs too <laughs> and uh every par four and five except for one has at least some semblance of a dog leg and, and i i actually didn't know this by the way so he is the original og of these double dog legs so really? hole number four, all his golf courses had it's like his signature design that basically, you know, okay, this is a Packard, and I it, there's a the double dog legs on hole number fourteen. It's a par five, and it actually makes a lot of sense. And I and I think now Jack, you know, looking because I know Jack Nicholas, all his par five, like all his golf courses have like a double dog leg par yeah. five, and he took it from that guy. I did not know that before I you know dove into this tournament. And then, you know, like the you know, uh, you know, speaking of Jack Nicholas, this golf uh, course also has a three hole animal uh, themed. Uh, yeah. section to it it's called the sink pit yeah so it's whole it's 16 to it it is it's it's pretty difficult whole 16 is 475 yards it, it's it's a tough uh par four dog like right basically you have a wall of trees all the way to the left and then you have a large pond to the right it's about like a 300 for the pros gonna be like three 30 to carry the whole thing and there's like a lot of trees like to the right of the tee box there so most guys are playing like positional golf you know maybe three woods off the tee but you're gonna have a long approach shot in 17th is a 215 yard par three it's got bunkers all the way around it it's like a lot of the greens are pretty small at innisbrook this is one of the larger ones that so you get a little bit of a break but it's it's not easy getting regulation and 18 a lot of bunkers off the tee the slight dog like left if you're anywhere in those left bunkers, you're pretty much dead because you have no shot to the green. Right, you have a good angle, but these these bunkers are really, they're not very wide. So you got to get the ball up really quick over the lip or else you're not getting there. There's a lot of bunkers around there too. And it's, if you're, you can, the safe shot is if you dump in the front bunker, you're okay because, you know, it's the, but if you're in the back, if you, if you hit long, you're basically dead on this green because it, it slopes pretty severely from back to front. So, yeah, I mean, like we said, like, this is a pretty stern test. We don't see a lot of this. Like, you know, it's it's very tight and tree-lined, but, you know, it's it's like sometimes we get to golf courses where guys just power over the, the dog legs. Like at yeah. Colonial, they did that a little bit last year, but that, you can't really do that here. Uh, you know, there's guys that can try and overpower it, and they have some mild success. But overall, like, the, guy, the type of guys that play well here are just like, precision you know positional golf you know good scramblers because you know the greens are pretty small the wind can be a little you know dicey here too and you, know, you gotta be accurate you gotta be good with your irons gotta scramble well and then you know it's it, like it, it's nice to see par be a good score yeah. at tournaments because we don't see that often uh, yeah and that 
yeah, I mean, that's it. It was funny. We were, when me and Tommy were looking for a, uh, like a golf getaway for like three days, like Innisbrook was one of the spots we wanted to go. And I was like, mm-hmm. we're just going to be fucking miserable trying to play that course, bro. Let's not go there. <laughs> like, well, I don't want to go. Probably. I like, mean, it's <laughs> literally, I think every hole is just a wall of trees. Yeah, yeah so. man. Like, I was like, I don't want to go play down there. That's actually, mm-hmm. I think that's the reason we fucking eliminated it. Um, all right. Well, before we get any leans or anything else uh, we want to jump into, uh, listen, WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. So get started today, and you'll receive a special offer up to a $500 risk-free bet. Terms and conditions do apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. Man, if you're going to get a $500 risk-free bet, like, how fun, like you know they're going to hang like a not, a not a crappy number on DJ this week? Like DJ would be like probably like fifteen to one. Dude, oh I'll, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be like nine to one. No, dude, I'm telling you, he's gonna. Be, I bet you he'll be. I, I'm sorry, I, I bet you he'll be at least twelve, at least. Okay, that that maybe. I mean, he hasn't been playing all that great, but I mean, like, anytime DJ's been coming to like that, you know that that's a great point. Just bet five hundred dollars risk free, free on, on the best golfer in the world, and they just moved his odds from eight to one at the Masters to like twelve to fourteen at this tournament. I like it. Maybe. All right. Well, uh, go check out uh, go check out the win lines to see if uh, you can do that. And uh, I, I guess uh, even before we move on from that, so look, no one's perfect. The best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three putt with a tournament on the line. So if you feel like you come up short in the bedroom, sometimes it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. So go to getroman.com/sgp now. Uh, with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all the comfort and privacy uh, from your own home. Uh, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to try and find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it shifts, ships to you free within two days. Uh, the whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com SGP and complete the online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Uh, go to GetRoman.com SGP now to get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com SGP. Get started now to save $15 on your first month of treatment. All right. There we go. There we go. All right. How about some betting strategies? Like some things to keep an eye on. So, um, I mean, like I said, like this is a, for the most part, a lesson driver golf course for, for most guys. I mean, you, there is some opportunities to be aggressive. Like, you know, if you look at the 2019 leaderboard, but Watson and John Rahm were pretty aggressive off the tee. Mm-hmm. You know, they're longer hitters. They're pretty fearless. So, you know, with the driver, they finished top five, but for the most part though, this is about, you know, keeping in between in the fairway, keeping out of trouble, you know, being really precise with your irons. These are smaller greens. So, you know, you're going to probably give it, you're going to miss them a little bit more than you usually do. And if you look at the relative skill set chart from like data golf, it says exactly that. Like the types of leaderboards we get, like we get guys who, you know, generally are a little more accurate and length doesn't really matter as much here. You know, it's those guys who, play a little more small ball. They're a little more comfortable playing at this place. You know, you got to have good irons here. You got to be able to scramble well. And then, like, I mean, we've seen, like, Paul Casey's not a very good putter. He's won this two in a row. Like, and, and when Jason Kokrak was in contention two years ago, he was a really bad putter. Like, that mm-hmm. was the worst part of his game. He's really improved that. So, you don't have to be the best partner in it. And putter in order to do well here just because no. par is a good score. And then if, and the, you, greens, if you do, the greens are pretty easy. Yeah. Like, they are. They're like, they're not, they're not scary greens. 
Right. And, and speaking of which, though, so when this was in March, this was typically overseeded. So you had the ryegrass and you got the Poe Trivialis greens. I'm not uh, now that the tournament is in late April, early May. I'm not totally sure if the Bermuda is going to be in. I, I'm going to guess it's still going to be overseeded. I mean, if if Heritage was still overseeded, this is probably still going to be overseeded. But let's get confirmation of that maybe later in the week. Because yeah. if it is if it is back to Bermuda, a it's going to play differently than what we've always seen it as, and b you might want to focus on guys who might be a little better on putting Bermuda because that that's really like. I think that's the only thing that like really matters. Like putting on Bermuda is definitely harder and more difficult than putting on like you know overseeded greens. So yeah. we'll, we'll we'll see what it is. Um, but it, my guess is it's probably still going to be overseeded like before. So we'll carry on. And then like guys who have finished pretty well here, like in their career, well, uh, do you know who has the uh, best course history of anyone in this field uh, this week? It's not Paul Casey with two wins. It's not actually. How is that I, possible? Well, I it, I think it's because of like how the layout is. Like, if you're a little off, like if you're sending balls into the woods, like you're missing greens, like you can miss a cut pretty easily. Like, yeah. like if you take a look at Patrick Reed's, like he's pretty good here. But if you take a look at his, I think his last five tournaments, he's got like a seventh, a two seconds, and then like two missed cuts where he just missed a cut by a mile. <laughs> so it's kind of like Sawgrass a little bit where okay. like you can have, if you have it, like you do pretty well, but if you don't have it, like you, you're done. out. Yeah. yeah. Like, so the guy with the best course history is actually my boy, Henrik Stenson. Oh my God. But it's only, he's only gained about one and three quarter strokes per round in the field. And like that's tops. And it kind of makes me, and I think actually the, the, the guy with the best, he's not in the field this way. He's Jim Furyk, but he's gained only over a little two. So, it, it can kind of go wrong for you if you don't show up and have a good game. So, like, there's not really a, not really a whole lot of courses for courses. Like, you just got to play solid golf. Like, other guys who have played well here, though, like Luke Donald, Steve Stricker, Paul Casey, like we just mentioned, like Jason Duffner, Louie, Patrick Reed. Uh, J- JT played okay here. Uh, he missed the cup, but he finished, finished like, T15 or something. Like, it's nothing really to write home about. But, right. And then, and then Bubba's done okay here. And, I, like, Bubba's kind of the outlier, but... They meant they mentioned it uh, on the the broadcast today that Bubba looked, Bubba looked good this weekend. Well, I mean, they, they 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 said that like in team events, he's actually a pretty good partner because if you blast into trouble because he can curve the ball so dramatically, right. yeah, true. he's got trouble. And that's kind of like what he can do here is like, A, he has the length to kind of curve it around the dog legs. And B, if, if he is in trouble, he just curve it around the trees and just like. You know, kind of hammering around here. Like I, I think I that's probably why he's done okay, like in this tournament. So but otherwise though, like he's a unicorn. Like John Rom's kind of a unicorn. He's not in this field, but like he's right. a unicorn a little bit. Like like Rom, like he's been on record of saying, I like these tight tree line golf courses because yeah. that's what he grew up playing. But like I can't imagine a guy like Cam Champ was gonna like do well here, like anybody no. like that. So it, it like it, you know, go with your like template golfers, like your Henrik Stenson's, Paul Casey's, like just guys who don't they're, they they don't have the biggest wow factor, but they you know they're just solid, consistent players, good with their irons. They get up and down for par, you know. And if they're not the best putter, it doesn't really matter. You can still finish pretty good here. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it, there's not really a whole lot to it. Keep it yeah. simple, and you know, let's make some money. Yeah, I like it. All right, yeah. So we'll break everything down on Tuesday uh, once all the numbers roll out and stuff like that. But your boy Stenson did good this weekend, man. 
He did. did. I, he did he's, got good. Own, he's got his best friend in the bag back. He's that got the old dude, three wood. Fu- Listen, it's funny how that works. You know, you got to call. Like, I do that. My three wood's like fucking probably 20 years old. I ain't even playing golf for 20 years, but I'm not taking it out of my bag because I trust it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's it. You trust the club. Like, I don't understand why these guys go away from it. It's insane. Well, it, well his actually broke. Like, the face oh. caved in, and then he tested, like, the new Epic or something. Yeah. And he's like, all right, well, I'm getting better numbers. I should go to it. And it was awful. And then he ended up finding, like, the Diablo, whatever it's called, in, like, somebody's garage. Right. <laughs> and he's like, all right, I'm back to it. So, But, no, you, you know what the real reason for the turnaround is? It's because you bet, who was it, Henrik Norlander, minus, like, 250 or something right. against him at the Valero. And, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that, uh, I think Stenson is a secret <laughs> listener to the Golf Gun Podcast, did not appreciate it. Yeah. No, no. And, uh, yeah. I think he's just playing great ever since. So good job. Yeah. Well, you're welcome, Steve. You single handedly revitalized career. I thank you, by the way. I'm so glad he's playing a lot better now. You're, so you're all welcome. because of you. You're welcome. I'm glad I could uh, inject that ray of sunshine into your life. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, listen. Uh, so I think that's it, right? We won't talk about anything else, right? We're good. Nah, that, that's it. And Man. we'll crunch, I'll crunch some numbers yeah, and then, we'll-, uh, we'll get back on Tuesday. Yep, Tuesday we'll break down the DFS tiers again. Uh, we'll hit uh, our outrights. Uh, which, oh, did I? T- I don't know if I even tip Leishman on here. I think I actually might have tailed Tommy. I can't remember. I yeah, I think I think yeah, someone was on Leishman or Smith. Maybe it might, might be one of the Aussie guys. And yeah, then, uh, I, I don't know. Follow, but yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think there were there were a couple winners in the Slack channel. So yeah, that's another yeah. reason why go to the Slack channel. You were doing really well in matchups. Yeah, you know, we had uh, some Leash Smith tickets out there, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Definitely. Yeah, this is money to be made. So we'll come back with all that, and then we'll get some more. We'll get really down and dirty with the first round leaders because it's a it's Christ was like 165 man field. Ooh, we're gonna get some juicy numbers. The, the uh, that and uh, yeah, come to Slack. They're all at the bottom of Steve's articles. Go read his course preview where he breaks it down every nook and cranny. Um, come join our uh, our golf uh, 2K one on uh, on PlayStation. Get a little course preview, man. See how it's gonna play. So you know when your guy puts it out of position on the left hand side, you're like, oh no, he's screwed. He can't get to the green. Uh, um, so yeah, listen for myself, Boston Cap and the god of golf himself steve Shermer from listen and first of all let's give some props this man is first day of vacation he's like i'm like dude take the take the night off it's fine and he's like no we're fucking recording so uh, uh <laughs> make sure to make sure to shower love on steve and his dedication uh to it because uh, i tell you what your boy would have been like yeah you're right i'm gonna take the day off um so all right man so listen we'll talk to you boys on tuesday uh we're gonna uh, break them fucking books again baby